when we feel anxious or stressed out, instead of immediately numbing it or avoiding it, it means tolerating the distress, sitting with your distress and acknowledging it, saying, hey, how are you? Pull up a chair, sit next to me, I see you. I'm Lindsay. I'm here to teach you proven strategies to be your own therapist that will take you from anxious to relieved. I'm here to help you feel lighter and hopeful while building a life full of meaning. I'm a licensed anxiety therapist running a successful private practice in New York City. So from someone that gives therapy and has been in therapy, I'm here to help you use the formula that moved me forward through serious anxiety in my own life. So follow along as I share what works and what doesn't. This is Unlock Your Therapy. Hello and welcome to Unlock Your Therapy podcast. This is session number eight. Thanks for joining me today. Today's episode is really fun. We're getting into highs and lows of my week. My highs are really exciting. For anxiety today, we have a very hot topic of using CBD oil to treat anxiety. It's definitely a topic I didn't know a lot about, but I did my research and I'm happy to share the pros and cons with all of you about using CBD oil. After that is skill of the week. Today's skill of the week is a really helpful skill to help with uncertainty about the future, anxiety about the unknown, being more comfortable with change, and what skill we use to get all of those things. After that, I'm sharing action item of the week, which goes along with the skill of the week, of course. And I'm also going to share a poem that ties everything together perfectly. Okay, so for high, my high of the week is I booked a trip to Maine to see my cousin, Abigail, and I'm really excited. She bought a house up there. I can't wait to see it. And I'm bringing the whole fam, so I got us a cute Airbnb, and it's near a lake, and it should be just really fun. I've never spent any time in Maine. I drove into Maine once briefly, but I've never actually spent time in Maine. So we're going to spend a few days in Maine, and then we're going to drive to Vermont, which we do every summer. We go to Vermont for about at least one week, and I'm really excited about that because On this trip to Vermont, we're going to be scouting out some land and property. We have, well, I should say I have a good vision for what I'm looking for in Vermont. I've been doing all my homework about real estate and land and properties and zoning laws, and I'm really excited. I love that kind of stuff, and I'm just excited about the prospect of doing something in Vermont. It's definitely my happy place. I keep teasing Dan that we're going to permanently move there. But we can't because he's a New York City school teacher. <laughs> but I can dream and we can spend a lot of time there. That's my goal. My low is just Everett being a little more fussy. Everett is my six-month-old baby boy, for those who don't know. He's just been a little fussy. He got two bottom teeth that poked through. He had his six-month checkup yesterday where he got four vaccines. I felt so bad for him. So he's a little fussy. You might hear him in the background at some point. He's in the other room. So that's just my little, a little low, nothing, nothing serious. 
And I'm alone this week with the kids. Dan is away for the week. His hobby, Dan's my husband, his hobby is fossil hunting. It's a unique hobby, I will say. (laughs) And he finds shark teeth that are millions of years old and he's super into it. If anyone's interested, he loves talking about it with people. He has an Instagram, I think, dedicated to it. I think it's called like NYC Fossil Hunter, something like that. If you're interested in fossil hunting, he is the person to go to. So he's away because you can only do fossil hunting in certain areas of the U.S. And he's down in Maryland doing that this week because it's really his only two weeks off of the summer because he worked summer school this year. So I gave him the leeway to go down there by himself without the whole circus. So he's enjoying himself down there. So next up is... Anxiety. So for anxiety, I was really interested in CBD oil for treating anxiety, not for myself, but it just seems like a very hot topic. It's very Googled. It's Googled frequently, I should say, by people looking for help with anxiety. So there's actually not a ton of research out there about CBD oil or CBD products. But there is some, and the research that is available is very hopeful and shows that it's been more helpful than the placebo treatment for anxiety, for generalized anxiety disorder, seasonal affect disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder. So they did research with mice or rats showing that they had lower stress levels by taking CBD oil versus the ones that did not. And that was very interesting. Um, Interesting information for generalized anxiety disorder. The National Institute on Drug Abuse, NIDA, they did a study showing that it was really helpful for generalized anxiety disorder. So it definitely has a place. It helps with the physiological symptoms of anxiety, like increased heart rate, the nervous system being overactive, So I think it's an interesting thing to try. It's different. CBD oil is just the chemical that's in cannabis. It's not THC. So it doesn't have a psychoactive effect in terms of getting you high or anything like that. It just simply shows that it interacts with the receptors in the body. There's a lot of different receptors in the body. And they believe, they don't have a lot of information, but they believe that CBD oil interacts with CB1 and CB2 receptors. And it seems that helps to calm down the heart rate and, you know, avoid the heart from getting overactive. It usually reduces anxiety. Um, And they also showed for the PTSD treatment that it really helps with insomnia, nightmares, flashbacks, a lot of the problematic symptoms of PTSD. So I definitely think there's a place for it. I've not tried it myself, but if you have, please send me an email, lindsay at unlockyourtherapy.com. I'm really interested to hear more about people's experience with it. And it's legal in most states. I think there's only like three states where it's not legal, but I think if it has zero THC in those states, I think you can have it. Like Idaho, Nebraska, and I think it was either North Dakota or South Dakota. So it's legal in most states. And I think it might be allowed in all the states, but maybe it's just not 
distributed or sold there. I'm not quite sure on all the rules, but they also believed it could help with serotonin levels or interact with serotonin receptors in a positive way. So a lack of serotonin in the brain can lead to depression. It could also lead to anxiety. Serotonin also plays a strong role in OCD when you don't have enough serotonin the brain can get into an OCD loop about certain things. So serotonin is really important for treating different mental disorders. And it seems that CBD oil can actually be helpful for those things. It did say that CBD oil could interact with the absorption of medications. So if you're on other medications, CBD oil actually makes those less effective at being absorbed into your system the same way that grapefruit juice does or grapefruits. That's why on some medications you see don't take grapefruit with this medication. You should always read all the labels on your bottles of medication because a lot of medications say that don't take grapefruit juice with it. And it's similar for CBD oil. So that's anxiety. I wish I had more information, but there's not a whole lot known about exactly how it works, but except to show that it seems to be helpful. I created something brand new, the No More People Pleasing mini course. I help women to stop people pleasing and put themselves first without the guilt. What would life look like if you could stop asking your partner to order food for you in a restaurant? or ask your boss for that raise you're long overdue for. I'm gonna teach you four proven strategies, research proven strategies, that's gonna bring you from people pleasing and passive to empowered and confident. You're gonna use my outline, my scripts, my beautifully designed PDFs to get the exact skills you need to become more assertive in your life. I'm gonna teach you four skills through my videos and worksheets that's going to bring you to a place of confidence and being assertive in your life. You're going to get my beautifully designed self-esteem daily journal to print out, my practice assignments to start changing your mindset and your behaviors. If you sign up now before I launch, you can get it for $29. That's the lowest it will ever be. And I'm giving everyone who signs up now a bonus gift. So go to at unlock your therapy on Instagram, click the link in my bio to get on the list. Jumping into skill of the week. So skill of the week is distress tolerance. So distress tolerance is our ability to tolerate distress. So what does that mean? It means being uncomfortable with the future, with uncertainty, when we feel anxious or stressed out, instead of immediately numbing it or avoiding it or looking at our phones or going on social media or anything immediate instant gratification, it means instead tolerating the distress, sitting with your distress, and acknowledging it, saying, hey, how are you? Pull up a chair, sit next to me, I see you. And by doing that, you're helping the brain understand what's going on for you. Oh, this is causing me stress. This is making me anxious. I'm having these kinds of thoughts. I'm having these kinds of feelings. And from there, you can then tell yourself these thoughts aren't facts, feelings aren't facts, it's okay that I have these. It doesn't mean you have to accept them and do nothing about it, but the first step is to acknowledge they're there, notice and describe them, 
sit with them and not react to them. You're just allowing yourself to feel however it is you feel and being okay with that. So if you're in high distress, though, you might need some skills to use while you're tolerating all of this uncomfortability. So if you acknowledge it, you sit with it, you notice it, then what? If you're still in a high state of distress, if you're in a really high emotional state, like a crisis, what do you do then? So then we use a skill called ACCEPTS. It's an acronym. It's by Marsha Linehan, who created DBT, a type of therapy. So ACCEPTS is an acronym, and the A stands for activities. So activities could be cleaning mindfully, watching a movie mindfully, reading a book, calling a friend, going for a walk. You can physically do something that might help you tolerate the distress you're going through. C is contributing. So this means do something nice for someone else. Maybe you mail someone a card or a care package, or you help someone out that needs a favor. You babysit for somebody. You call a friend to see how they're doing. You just ask about them and don't talk about yourself. You're contributing to someone else in some way. Maybe you bake cookies and you give them to a friend. Anything you can do to contribute to someone else that often pulls us out of our own distress. The next C is comparison. So you want to compare yourselves to those worse off than you are, not in a way to make yourself feel bad or guilty. No, it's more to just give yourself a broader perspective about what's going on. So you want to just think of other people that might be going through like a natural disaster or something else going on in the world, just to help put it in perspective that you will likely get through whatever it is you're going through, or you'll be able to cope with it. You'll be able to come out the other side of it. E is for emotion. So emotion is trying to do what's called opposite action when you have an emotion. So if you're in high distress, that's obviously an emotion you don't want to be feeling. So we're going to try to evoke a different emotion. So for example, if you're feeling depressed or down or just have a really low mood, I want you to go on YouTube and type in funny kitten videos, you know, something like that. That's just going to really change your mood. Or if you're feeling really worried and concerned and just consumed by ruminating thoughts, put on some really fun music from when you were like 20 years old. The next one, after invoking the opposite emotion, is thoughts. T is for thoughts. So this means changing your thoughts. It could be doing something more concrete that takes over your thoughts, such as a crossword puzzle. Maybe you do Wordle. Read a book if you can. It's often hard to read when we're in distress, but if you can, that's a great activity to do. Could be something in simple counting numbers. If you're sitting somewhere where you're in distress, you count the ceiling tiles. You're just trying to occupy your brain with something else to focus on instead of ruminating thoughts when we're in distress. The last one is S, which is sensations. So this is physical sensations. Get a massage, take a hot shower, or take a cold shower if you prefer. Maybe go swimming, put lotion on your body, maybe cozy up with a soft blanket, put on really soft pajamas, Um, Just anything that changes your physical sensation in a way that you like and enjoy, that can be helpful too. Often when we can't calm the brain down, 
if we calm the body down or help the body feel good, that helps send signals to our brain that we're okay, we can relax a little bit, and that helps turn off the adrenaline and the cortisol, and it helps calm the body down, and it helps calm the brain down. So that is the stress tolerance skill accepts. So see if you can use it this week. And it doesn't have to be some major crisis. It could be you could use these skills anytime just to help you get through a rough day or just feeling off that day. So activities, contributing, comparison, emotion, thoughts, and sensations. Okay, action item of the week is to wait out an emotion or feeling before reacting to it or immediately trying to soothe it away. Acknowledge it, say hello, like I said, pull a chair out for it. So you're going to try to use this this week. That's the action item of the week. So there's a poem that is one of my favorite poems. It goes so well for anxiety. It's called The Guest House by Rumi. Maybe some of you have heard it. I'm going to read it. The guest house. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. I leave you on that note with that poem. I'll put it in the show notes as well. It's one of my favorites. I hope you all have a great week. I will talk to you again next week.